you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Hey, podcast listeners. If you happen to have a strong-willed kid who is kind of pushing every one of your buttons lately, I have a resource for you. I made you guys a free guide where you're going to get some tools and tips and strategies to quickly get on the road to creating a happier household. I know you're pulling your hair out. I wanted to make you something so you could start getting some quick wins and building some momentum. So if you want to grab your copy, just go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. And I hope you enjoy it. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Well, hello, my friends. Today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to all the dads. Um, I know I have some dad listeners, and you guys have been so kind to continue listening, even though I quite often gear my message towards moms or even use uh, the feminine, I don't know, pronoun when I'm speaking to you guys, um, just because I know that the majority of my listeners are moms. But very recently, it has come to my attention that I have more male listeners than I thought. And I also have more male friends than I've ever had before, which I think is kind of this interesting, um, just, I don't know, side effect of, of, of having a business and liking, I like to talk about business things, but um, a lot of my guy friends that I've connected with in the last year or so, uh, a lot of times they're divorced dads and, um, And sometimes they're married dads too, but yeah, we bond on parenting and we bond on different things, but it's just been very, just this kind of interesting side effect of having a business is that I just was thinking about it like yesterday and I was telling my husband, I was like, God, I'm so crazy about, I just talked to so-and-so, so crazy about him and just talked to so-and-so, I'm so crazy about him. And I was like, it's almost like I feel like I have more male friends all of a sudden than I do female friends, which is interesting. Um, And I'm crazy about them. And so I was talking to one of my guy friends who is a recently divorced dad. And um, we were talking about another divorced dad and I was just kind of sharing with him. And I said, you know, he's really such a good dad. And my friend said, what does that mean? Like what, what makes a good dad? You know, so this is what I love about guys. Cause it's like, they don't overthink things. I think like we do. 
now see, I'm gearing it towards the women. So sorry, guys who are listening to this. Um, but I don't think men overthink things as much as as women do. And um, and he just kind of asked this basic question. I was like, what makes a good dad? You know what? That would be a good podcast episode. And I had a woman recently say to me, um, she offices in the same place I office, and she had started listening to the podcast. And she said, um, you know, we're loving your podcast. And, um, and she said, but you know, my husband, he, he's enjoying it, but he's like, why is she always gearing everything towards moms? And her husband happens to be a stay-at-home dad. And I was like, you know what? That is a very good question. I said, because there are a lot of amazing dads out there and there are a lot of stay-at-home dads and I'm gearing my message towards the moms. And it's really, it's frankly, it's pretty freaking sexist. So I want to apologize to you guys for doing that, and um, and thanks for sticking with me despite my sexist behavior on the podcast. Um, but I was really kind of contemplating, and I was talking to my friend, like, what makes a good dad? And I said, you know, um, I said, well, my daughter happens to babysit for this dad that I was describing as a really good dad. And I said, you know, Avery says that his kids are just so crazy about him. And he goes, well, like, what does that mean? And I said, well, like his daughter said, oh, I tell my dad all the time that he should open up a restaurant because he's just such a good cook. And I said, you know, and that just let me know. And it let Avery know, like with all that he has going on, he's, he's cooking for his kids, you know, he's cooking for his kids. And I said, you know, moms, we cook for our kids a lot. And I do think that, or I shouldn't say all moms, but, you know, I've always considered, I don't, I'm not a good cook. I'm a functional cook. And I just learned how to, and I put air quotes around cook. <laughs> I, I, I've learned how to cook. I've learned how to put food on the table for the people because they're hungry at certain times of the day when they're with me and it's just easier to feed them than not. Um, and she was describing this dad and I was like, you know, that just tells me that like, like there's so much love in nurturing and feeding people. Like it's so symbolic to me. The feeding of the people is so symbolic for nurturing your people. And, um, and that's why I say like, it doesn't need to be a whole big extravagant thing. It's just, it, the, there's just, there's love in the details, like feeding the people. And so she was telling me, she was like, yeah, like her, you like, they, like, they just, you know, the kids are just crazy about them. And I was with this particular dad recently and he was talking and he said, you know, the thing is, he says, you know, I know you're supposed to love your kids. And I think every parent loves your kids. And he said, but I just like mine. Like, I really like being with them. I like hanging around them. I enjoy them. And, and, and granted his kids aren't toddlers. Cause as we all know, toddlers can be hard to enjoy a lot of the time cause they are freaking exhausting. But, um, so I, when I was talking to my friend, I said, you know, that whole enjoyment level, I think kids feel that. And I think that, He's just, you know, he's there. He's, he's attuned. He's there. He's in it with them. He's trying to wear a lot of hats, but I think because 
he's trying to wear a lot of hats and because he's a dad and all of a sudden found himself in a single dad role, he, you know, I think that men don't fall into the martyr motherhood thing as much as, as we do. And, um, and so he's kind of pragmatic and he delegates. He's got Avery, you know, picking this one up from here. And he, and I think the kids all pitch in and it kind of comes more naturally for them to, to work together as a family team. And I think the kids feel that. And, you know, that's the beauty of when you allow your kids to step up to the plate. So if you find yourself in single parenthood, or maybe you have a spouse that travels a lot and you start to roll. And I, this is what I think that men are typically better at than women is that, um, that, you know, when you find yourself having to juggle so many balls, it's like you're one person. So allow your kids to be a member of the team, a valuable member who contributes and people have to pitch in for one another. And, um, you know, older kids have to drive younger kids places and they have to coordinate school schedules. And, and I mean, this is what I've learned as, you know, as I've become a working mom, as I transition from a stay at home mom to a working mom is there's days that I'm working late. Like right now it's 4:45 in the afternoon. And, um, and I knew I, I was going to record this podcast and, you know, life got in the way and, it happened at the end of the day. And so like one of my kids finished school at 4.30 and one wasn't going to finish sports until five. And they knew that they needed to coordinate. And, um, and so they, you know, sometimes that means that one of them has to stay and do some homework for 30 minutes or, um, and they, and they work together and they coordinate and there's compromises. Um, you know, I think that when, when we allow our kids to relieve us and to help make sure the team functions smoothly, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think the kids feel it. And I think that the parent feels it because that resentment doesn't come creeping in where you feel like it's all falling on you, where you're the cook, the chief and the bottle washer. It's like, no, you don't need to be everything. And your kids benefit when you, when you kind of prime them to step up to the plate and allow them to be that person in the family. So, um, so I think that what makes a good dad is just someone who shows up and is willing to step into this nurturing role and is willing to be messy and figure it out and enjoy your kids and, allow your kids to, to be team players and create kind of this family team. And I know lots and lots and lots of moms that do this. And all I'm saying is I know lots of dads all of a sudden that are doing this too. And I just wanted to kind of acknowledge and recognize that and celebrate it. And um, the other thing I want, Oh, the other thing I want to say is, is um, you know, it's not just the divorce dads that I have found are such good dads. I have also seen so many dads that are, you know, traditional dads in a nuclear family. And they are, from the time the babies are little, changing the diapers and pitching in 50%. I've even seen so many dads who, when the mom is breastfeeding, 
the dad is waking up and, you know, making sure that the, it doesn't all fall on the mom. Okay. I didn't have this just for the record. My husband was sleeping his little life away, but, um, and granted I was bringing babies to the bed and disrupting him and he had to get up and go to work every morning and I was staying at home. But I've seen, you know, couples, especially couples where um, both both mom and dad work outside the home and mom's nursing and you got a new baby and dad's like, it's not all falling on her. He's, you know, she's pumping, he's doing a, he's doing a feeding during the middle of the night or she's feeding the baby and then she's going back to sleep and he's, you know, burping the baby and changing the baby and getting the baby back to sleep and they're kind of trading off. And so I just want to acknowledge that I think there's a lot of good guys out there and I'm not sure that we're always recognizing it. And it sure does feel amazing when you have a partner that is that dad. You know, even though my husband wasn't getting up and doing all that stuff in the middle of the night when I was nursing babies, I will say he shows up, you know, we're pretty good. We well, we're pretty good at being kind of a yin and yang couple. Like we are polar opposites. I think I've mentioned that before on the podcast. I have all the assessments to prove it. Um, and we do have, you know, the thing that we have in common, my daughter just said it last night. She's like, you guys are like this. We were laughing at some, I love greeting cards. And so I was reading a greeting card and, um, and it was just this goofy greetings card. And it was like a picture of a chihuahua in a hospital gown and the back was open, you know, how like in hospital gowns, like your butt's always hanging out. So, and the chihuahua is like looking kind of sheepish, like embarrassed that his butt's hanging out. And then the inside of it, and it was a get well card. And the inside said, I hope that your insurance has better coverage than your hospital gown. Um, and so we were cracking up at it. And my daughter was like, okay, you guys are the same person. And we were like, we are not the same person. Like we are so far from the same person. We're the opposite person. She's like, well, I don't know, but y'all seem like the same person, the same personality. And I said, no, we just have the same, we have, you know, we have the same sense of humor. And, um, and thank God we have the same sense of humor because being polar opposites, we have, we have to laugh a lot. If not, we're, I think we'd cry and want to strangle each other because we operate in such different ways. But, um, you know, the thing that I think we've gotten really good at is we wear different hats, you know, and um, like school projects, math homework. Um, the other day, my daughter was like, we came home and she was, she had her, um, her partner over for a physics project and they were building a catapult. And my husband was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, okay, thank goodness we came in because there would have been lost fingers. They were like pulling down like saws and all kinds of things and they were going to cut wood and it was a whole thing. And he literally jumped into action. I mean, I think he had the best time because he got to use all those tools that hang around in the garage that he loves. But um, like they made the most amazing catapult and, um, and they had the best time. And like that is definitely would never be my wheelhouse. And like my son was just sharing a story. He's in seventh grade and he was telling me that he was doing some homework in the library and his math teacher came by and was like, oh, what are you working on? And my son was like, it was so awkward because he re my math teacher really wanted to be helpful. And he was like looking over my shoulder and 
he was, you know, asking me what I was working on. And so I said, well, actually I'm kind of having trouble with number whatever, number 14. He goes, and then he went into this like long explanation and, um, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. He goes, but the truth is, is that all it did was leave me even more confused. And I said, well, why didn't you tell him he cares enough to come and check on you when you're doing your homework? Why would you not tell him? And he's like, because I knew that dad would explain it to me in like, I mean, probably a gazillion less words. And it would be, it'd be easier for me to understand it just coming from dad. And I was like, well, oh, wow, really? I was like, I didn't think dad was a very good teacher. He seems kind of impatient. And he was like, no, he just says exactly what he needs to say. And it just makes sense. And he just teaches me how to do it. And I was like, okay. You know, because for years I'd be, I'd say to my husband, cause he'd get impatient with the kids. I'm like, you're the worst teacher, have a little patience. And so I just focused on the negative. And now here's my son saying like, I appreciate it. Dad says exactly the right amount of words that he needs to say. And then he's done. He doesn't know for, he definitely is not an over talker or a rambler like I am. So, um, I just, I just wanted to make an episode about dad's and all the great dads out there and all the great dads I know divorced and married and how much I'm enjoying my male friendships, you know, now that I'm like a old middle-aged woman, I guess this is when you get to be friends for real with men where there's nothing, <laughs> where it's truly platonic. Um, and so there you go. There's a nice side effect of middle age. You get to be you know, have male-female friendships that are truly platonic. Um, and, uh, you know, and I just think that it's pretty cool when I witness daddies really, really not just putting in the work, but really enjoying their role as a dad and, you know, and just seeing how much it affects their lives, just like it does for moms. I mean, I think that every mom out there would say, I'm a different person because I'm a mom. It's my most important role in life. Like it has shaped and defined me in ways that I never would have imagined. But I don't know that we hear that as much from men. I think it's just not, you know, it's just not the culture for men. That, that would be like a little too, like that would be talking about feelings. And, um, and that just hasn't been kind of traditionally male in our culture. And so when I witness the growth and especially, I guess, from the divorce dad, some of the, the, the meaningful conversations I've had with my friends who are divorced dads, like, you know, they've been through something hard. And so like, they're ready to talk about how, you know, they went to court, they fought for, you know, a certain amount of custody of their kids and, um, and they're figuring out this whole co-parenting thing and they have to parent a lot of times, 50% of the time on their own. And so, um, so it almost brings out this kind of this, this feminine side of men that I don't, I haven't typically seen. And it's just, it just feels really nice to witness that. So that's what I've got for you guys today. And until next week. Hey, podcast listeners, if you identify with having a strong-willed kid and you're ready to start taking action because enough is enough, it's enough walking around on eggshells constantly, getting all those mumbled one-word answers 
based on their irritable mood every day in the car after school, go ahead and download the free resource that I made for you to start taking action immediately and creating a happier household. It's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide to start taking action today.